It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another game day for the Arrows and the Coyotes on this Thursday, playing host to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Final time that these two teams will meet during the regular season. Um, so we'll see what the both teams will put up in this November 18th matchup. Be sure to listen to this pregame show. Robin Leano and Carl Pavlik on Lockdown Coyotes. Your Lockdown Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik, right beside me on this wonderful Thursday. As we mentioned, it is uh, November 18th. Arizona Coyotes play the Columbus Blue Jackets, as I mentioned. Final time this regular season. You know, when you play an Eastern Conference team, you only play each other twice. Um, but good time, good thing that we're playing against other teams. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's nice to be seeing the East Coast teams again. Uh, and Based off of the last matchup between the Coyotes and the Blue Jackets, I'm sure they're glad that they don't have to play them much more this season. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we'll see. I mean, I mean, we'll uh, we'll get through the preview today on how this game might go because uh, the Blue Jackets have had a mediocre last few games. I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Versus the so Coyotes, they- who won just on Tuesday, so. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say the Coyotes haven't also had a mediocre. Um, oh, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, a win's a win. Uh, the Blue Jackets are an interesting team because they are currently fairly low in the standings, but they have a game in hand versus the two teams directly in front of them. They could easily leapfrog them into a wild card spot. The Metro is kind of an interesting division right now. I don't think there's really anything set in stone. Uh, in terms of kind of like the final people. Um, so like they're, I imagine they're going to be a hungry team, but also kind of a, a weak one. I think the Coyotes may be able to get this one. It's definitely a possible one. Um, Blue Jackets are eight and five. So they're like for, uh, what is that? Sixth place. Yeah. Sixth place in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. Um, uh, Metro is weird. I had to flip at the scene. I'm like, what? Yeah, I was looking at it last night when I was writing the preview for Five for Howling, and it's just a very weird division. Uh, I, I had kind of a little bit of trouble kind of contextualizing where the Blue Jackets fall and kind of how likely they are to be contenders. Um, and it should also be noted that they're missing some uh, some key players. Not as many injuries as the Coyotes, but... Uh, they're miss- missing Line with a oblique injury, and former Coyote Max Domi has been sending some time on a uh, COVID protocol since the beginning of the month. Yeah, the COVID protocol. Obviously, Coyotes fans are familiar with it because they got a couple players on COVID protocol themselves, <laughs> and an so. assistant coach. Uh, I learned that during the broadcast. Uh, I think Phil Housley is on the NHL's COVID protocol, and just it's not getting reported that much because he's not a player. But yeah, yeah, and you don't pay attention to. The, I mean, sometimes you'll pay attention to the bench. Like if you're very keen on watching the bench, he's like, oh, he's not sitting there. 
Yeah, but, you have to be both keen on the bench and like hope that the camera person is spending sufficient time like panning because panning to the bench because otherwise you're not going to get that. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, also, you know, sometimes you just don't really remember what assistant coaches look like because you don't see them all that often. You're just like, uh. Yeah, and I will say that the only time I I recognize assistant coaches is if it's like um a team like a team where assistant it's been the same assistant coach for like 15 years. Yeah. Or in the case of like the St. Louis Blues for example, when I see Mike Van Ryan on the bench, I'm like, "Oh, I know that guy." <laughs> yeah, former former head coaches. Uh at this point I just know John McClain uh cuz they would put him out for interviews every once in a while. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's John McClain. He's handling our offense, which is going just just good, just stellar. So that one sticks out. But yeah, it's it's normally not something that you see. It's not. So I mean, but again, as I, as we we're mentioning, you know, like you know, COVID protocol, Coyotes are are somewhat familiar with it right now. Uh, have a few players themselves on the uh, COVID protocol. Um, yeah. So it's uh, still like, yeah, Ladd and Larson, right? Ladd and Larson uh, are currently still listed. Uh, could potentially change by the time uh, the game starts, uh, but doesn't appear like that will be the case. Uh, something that you and I were talking about before the start of the show was Max Domi apparently skated in the Blue Jackets game prior um, when they faced uh, the Red Wings during their morning skate. Did not skate in the game itself. So that seems to me like a sign that he's maybe close to returning, could be back tonight. But again, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we will have to wait and see. Um, I don't see any news regarding him. Let me see if there is... Twitter is an amazing place. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to see if we're or when he will come back. There's no report on it, so it, it should be noted that we are recording it a little bit early in the day in Arizona, so it's possible they haven't done like uh, warm up skates, um, morning skates for anything, or like. Let's be. Let's also be honest. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Arizona Coyotes. It's not like it's going to have like a bunch of media attention. So, like they may have done it. It's just not reported by anyone. So, who knows? We'll we'll have to wait until later in the day. We will have to wait until later in the day. And if you want to check out, um, you know, maybe any of the latest news, um, be sure to check out uh, um, Jay Forrester over at uh, Locked On uh, Blue Jackets. He's got everything that. That, that you need if you want to know what's going on on the uh, the enemy side of things for tonight's game. Yeah, always good to scout out the competition. I know. I mean, that's why occasionally we do crossovers, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, get get uh, get some of that information straight from the horse's mouth. Like, actually talk to them and have them answer questions. It's always a good way to do it. Plus, it's the positive of working for for the Lockdown Network. Am I right? We I mean we can we just reach out for, to the person right next to us. Hey. Come on the show with us. That is that is definitely very uh, a very good thing that we are able to do. It helps us kind of stay informed on teams. Uh, I don't imagine like two like fans have like someone they know with every single franchise who could be like, "Hey, tell me how X team is doing." Um, like one of the many benefits to being with a media company that 
has a podcast network like this is there's someone who's just keeping track of everyone. Exactly. So, and again, we'll have we'll have more crossovers over the coming um, over the coming weeks as the Arizona and Coyotes continue their uh, their season. They got, I mean, lots of people we still need to talk to. Obviously, some of our Southwest friends, and you know, the Golden Knights, the, the Kings, the Ducks, people like them. Yeah, waiting for the waiting for people like those guys. Got to bring the content boys over at San, in, in San Jose. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Lots of lots of people to talk to. Still a lot of season going on, uh, and possibly like this will be the the start of the Coyotes changing, turning their season around. It'd be nice if they got their second or third win, first time getting two straight. Yeah, if they fight, and then maybe we can start uh, saying a couple words together that 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 will just give everybody chills. I won't say it now, just because you don't want to we- jinx it. Yeah, definitely don't want to jinx it. Sports people are very um, superstitious. Superstitious. I was trying to think. I'm like, what's that I'm thing that Batman always I'm still did? <laughs> uh, I am very not superstitious, <laughs> but I have learned that people get angry at you if you impede on their superstitions. Oh, let me tell you a story about that. Um, before we get to the, before we get to the break and we finish off previewing this game. Um, I had a friend before this was in 2016, um, getting ready to watch the San Francisco Giants game for a, for the wild card game. And I'm just like, Hey, do you want to come to my place and watch the game? And he goes like, it's like, thanks for the offer, but I'm very superstitious. I have to do like, like if I, I have to make sure I have a routine ready. So like I do exactly that for the rest of the playoffs. So if like you, if I come to your house, I feel like I have to be at your house every single game. It's like, you're that superstitious that you have, like, I get, I get it. I have a routine. Like when, you know, I, the 2016 San Jose Sharks run, I had a routine every day, but like, I didn't stick to literally every minute detail. Sure. Some of the major things. Yes. But still, yeah, uh, I, I know people who are like that, who like do not want to change up their routine in any kind of way. Uh, it's kind of like the go-to stereotypical depiction of a superstitious fan. Uh, I will just say that in my, God, almost 10 years covering the Coyotes for Five for Howling, I have long since learned that what happens on the ice has absolutely nothing to do with me uh whatsoever so i i don't there's, think a, that there's, my... there's, there's a little feeling right here in your fandom heart that's like <laughs> that 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 thinks like maybe there is a bit there is a connection just because because you're a fan there's that fan connection it's it's nope. uh at, at, at the subconscious level and that like it's it, it's it's not really it's it's just the uh um, a, a a way that fans can connect themselves with the team. Uh, yeah, it, that's true for most people. Just not me. Uh, I do not have that that fan heart uh, that connects that way. I I do not know why. I don't know if it's just because uh, a it'd be very difficult for me to have like any kind of repeat like procedure for a game, um, and then b. Uh, I did study a lot of psychology in college, so it, we have a couple of things that teach us about superstitions, and 
I understand it in a way that I think it no longer affects me or I have consciously reframed my unconscious, if that makes sense. For you Arizona Wildcats fans, I had Raising Canes every game before during the Khalil Tate era, and, and I, the, the first time I stopped, they lost. <laughs> well, see, that's that's your fault for just not getting Raising Cane. That's just a solid hey, deal. Like, like, well, I couldn't because like we were on the road to Los Angeles to cover the game there. Like, it's just I, I couldn't have done it. They're open. Uh, they're open at the morning. Uh, you could have got breakfast. Yeah, I don't know. I had to, I was with the group. It was going to be weird if I was the only one that wanted raising canes. Robin, just accept that you're responsible for the Wildcats losing. Uh... This was during the Khalil Tate era. So this is a little. This is different than than now. Okay. Sure, sure. That has nothing to do with me because I don't consider myself a fan anymore. I like the team. I follow them, but like I've covered the team for long enough that I can't really consider myself a fan anymore. It's just like. Well, yeah, I still have the fan in me. It's just, mm. gotcha. It's just okay. depressing. That's what it is. It's just depressing to even call myself a fan at this point. <laughs> good to know. Good, good to know. <laughs> all, all jokes aside, bear down. Uh, I refuse to endorse that sentiment, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Carl, uh, Kyle is a uh, ASU kid. Yep, forks up. Anyways, though, we've got more to get to on this show. We're going to get back to the Arizona Coyotes. um, We're going to do more preview for today's game. Arizona Coyotes, Columbus Blue Jackets. That game set for tonight at 7 p.m. at the Gila River Arena. Before we get to any more of the preview, let's go to a quick word from Carl. So, got something to say, and that's we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online remains the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so back here on Locked On Coyotes, once again, Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik. On this Thursday, Arizona Coyotes versus Columbus Blue Jackets, 7 p.m. puck drop. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, we have no confirmed starting goalies yet, although daily faceoff projects. It will be Elvis Merz-Lincolns versus Scott Wedgwood, which mm. seems like a very likely decision on both sides, like a very sound decision. Yeah, Uh uh, Elvis is definitely the the leading goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wedgwood got the Coyotes the win. I know that Barrett has been kind of switching them off, but normally if a goalie gets you a win and it's not a back to back, give him the start. Um, I think both goalies give their teams a, a good chance of winning the game. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, can't wait to see more of Wedgwood. See what he can do because. Uh, Wedgwood's been exciting. He's been doing good stuff so far, you know, since coming to the Coyotes a 
now just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think a very important thing to remember about uh, Karol Vomelka is just the league that he was playing in, the quality of competition. And it's a big adjustment to North American competition. So right. I, I do think he has shown that he could be a, a really good goaltender. Uh, I think he was a good pickup for the Coyotes. But maybe needs a little bit more seasoning. Maybe he needs to act as more of a traditional backup than a tandem for a while. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that Wedgwood is ready for a full 82-game season as a starter, but we can cross that bridge when we come to it. Plus, we are moving away from the typical starting, start, true starter backup role yeah. in the NHL. Like, I mean, there's still a couple, a couple of them like that. Like, yeah. there are a couple of uh, teams that still do, still buy into that role. But now we're seeing more tandem roles out there. Um, it and it just makes sense. Like the the work that they're having to do over an eighty two game season just seems nuts. They're having to face like a higher quality of like shooting than they've ever had to do before as goaltenders. Like it, it makes sense that people are getting worn out. And a better method is just make sure that everyone's rested. Like uh, I've talked about it a couple times. I really like the idea of three goaltenders and. In last season, I thought that that was something that could potentially carry over into the future. Just add a roster spot in the next CBA and and have it be for goalies and and see what we can do with that. Yeah, I mean that would make things very interesting. We'll see. <laughs> um, I but... I do think if the Coyotes want to make sure that Wedgwood has an easy job tonight, they're going to lay off the penalties, um, which they. But they kinda did on did. Tuesday. Yeah, kind of. Like, they still took some very inopportune penalties. But yeah, but only three. Only three, yeah. We grade the Coyotes at a curve here. So. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, a, it's a pretty big curve, too. It's like, it's like here is the top of the NHL. Here is yeah. the mediocre NHL. Here is where, where we curve the Coyotes, too. <laughs> yeah. Three penalties? Practically perfect. Uh and actually, they took four penalties. They give up three power plays, but that four on four. That's true. Yeah. Which, again, bit him on the ass because that's when uh, Colorado got a goal. Yep. And that's, but although it still didn't count as penalty kill. So, yeah. It, it did. It helped their penalty kill numbers, um, but didn't necessarily do them any favors in the standing. So, Discipline definitely key for the for the Desert Dogs tonight. That counts as even strength, right? Technically, yeah. Mm-hmm. A four on four goal counts as even strength. Okay, you just don't see it. It's, it just you just won't see it on stat sheets because like natural stat tricks says five on five or five four, five v four. It doesn't show four on four because it just it doesn't register that way. I mean, you can put yeah. all situations, but still. And, and I mean, like. I don't think there's ever going to be real use for like a four on four stat in like fancy stat communities, just because it's such a rare occurrence. Like it doesn't have the kind of. No, what's really rare. What's really rare is when you see a three on like three on three in a, in, in regulation or a four on three. Yeah. Or a five on three. No, that's a little more common sometimes. (laughs) Not a full two minute five on three. No, like that's the Coyotes true. had. Uh, but uh, that also kind of goes to one of the other things. They had a really effective power play. Um, so special teams uh, were big against the Blues. I think they're going to be big tonight. 
Yeah, um, Barrett Hayton, you know, with a uh, power play goal. It's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's doing well. It it would be nice if this became like kind of the the coming out moment for for Barrett Hayton if he really just kind of like because I think we've all been kind of waiting for him to have a really effective rookie season. Right. And up until the Blues, I wouldn't say he's looked stellar. He hasn't looked out of place, but you know he's looked. He fine. looked like he he looks like he belonged. Yeah. The Blues game, he looked is like oh, this kid can do stuff. Um. Obviously, the game-winning goal looked like, you know, based on real time, it looked like it belonged to Shane Gossespierre. But uh, yeah. if you look, it just bounced off of uh, Hayton, so he got. And, I mean, standing but, in front of the goal is, like, a very important function for him as on the power play. Like, Yeah, that's that, part of his job. Yeah. And looking at the first goal he had, like, just that that work to like bring the puck to the front of the net, stretch out the goalie. Um, that was phenomenal. And it also showed like some pretty good strength for Hayton, who's always been kind of like, yeah. as a younger player, there's always been questions about his size. Exactly. So things we can def- definitely look forward to things that will, can be, uh, that you can take as a, you know, I, I, I keep saying silver lining, but at the same time now it's just more just like things that were that, that, that are, that you're seeing like some bits of light coming in. Yeah. Um, that's the best way to put it. Some bits of light. Um, Barrett Hayton's performance. If you can keep improving, that's a light right there. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I talked about in the preview um, for the game is there's, there was the guys got a fair amount of luck, which is hard to replicate, but they also did like a lot of good things. And Hayton did a lot of those good things. So that is something that can be replicated. Barrett Hayton could have solid games um, moving forward for the rest of the season. It's not going to change anything. Like the Cavs will still finish at the bottom of the standings. But if Hayton can get hot, like next year he gets hot, team's a little bit better position, has Dylan Gunther, better lineup, you know, maybe goes up in the standings next season. That's just one of those foundational things. Um, Shane one, Wright can be can be making his ma- making his appearance, or Connor Bedard, or one absolutely. of the other top prospects, and all yeah. of a sudden the team starts to look different. The the Coyotes right now are building the foundation, and like the next couple seasons are going to be built on top of that. And so we don't just want the Coyotes to get blown out every single night. We need them to have like. Solid seasons by players like Hayton. Um, some of the other guys who have been brought up, Yan Unique, uh, Ben McCartney, who didn't play, but I think everyone is kind of excited about. Uh, Hudson Fashing. Um, like all these players need to have good seasons to kind of help the Coyotes take the next step when the time comes. Yep. And, you know, that's the whole point of this season. The whole point of the rebuild is to kind of give this opportunity to the young people, right? Show them, you know, what, what the, a lot of these guys who spend a lot of time in Tucson or in, you know, even some of the people, a little time in Tucson, those that were, that showed that they can really perform in the junior level for a few extra years. And like now they're finally getting their opportunity because, well, development. Development and the, the Coyotes have the spots, especially with the injuries we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like if Ladd and Larson are going to go down, Someone needs to step up and sure, like Larson may retake this spot, like when he's off COVID protocol, but he's not necessarily going to be around next year. If you can make it hard to be sent down now, that's a job next year. 
Exactly. That is the uh, um, that's the whole point of what the Arizona Coyotes have been trying to do all season long. It's amazing yeah. to watch, to be honest. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say fun, but it's uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's in, yeah, that's what I'm that, that's what I'm getting at. It's very interesting to watch. You're seeing how, um, you know, the you know these these younger players fighting for roster spots and fighting for a a spot. Not just a roster spot, but like a spot on the future of the franchise. Yeah, you're not, you're not only playing for this season. Uh, for a lot of these players, they're not playing for this season. You're playing for next season, and more than more than just next season. Yeah, seasons after that. Yeah, you're well. You're playing for a contract, which will hopefully be yeah. a couple of years. So yeah. yeah, yeah, at least a couple of years. Yeah. Don't want any more of those one-year deals if you're like Kyle Capobianco. You want to be like, no, I have proven. Give me three. Exactly. Exactly. We still got more to get to on this show. It will be prediction time for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll talk about um, all that, including the the lines, courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. All that coming up in just a second. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back again. As we get ready now for the betting lines for the game, courtesy of our friends, betonline.ag. If you go to their lines for the Columbus Blue Jackets at Arizona Coyotes, Arizona is point and a half underdogs, as per usual, at minus 185. And then uh, plus 138 on the money line. Total points is at five and a half. Standard, as we've seen over and over again this season. Very standard. Yep. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if it's if it's not so much a lack of uh, data and more just the characters are so bad that they just... No, I just think all the NHL games are like this. Mm. Um, a lot of them are like this. Um, it just there's a, a Total points will go usually anywhere between like four something to six something, but then it really goes higher than that because then the, then the betting is just hard to make. Yeah. Huh. Well, I am kind of curious if the Coyotes can avoid getting swept. I think they are going to come in with like a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. Uh, I still think this is going to be a difficult game, though. I'm not sure kind of what I would bet on this one. It's a home game. Yeah. So I'll take that into consideration. Uh, trying to think. Coyotes cover Coyotes and cover? under. Mm. Who do you see as the winner? Arizona. Mm. But I won't bet the money line because not a smart decision. Yeah. <sighs> I made that mistake a couple times. I, I think it's going to be a tighter game. I don't think the Coyotes are going to cover. Um, and I think it is also going to be under. I think it's going to be a 3-2 Arizona. 
So Kaidi does technically do cover then. Because they take the points. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I, I didn't come to that score until afterwards. But yeah, uh, that's what I would say. 3-2 Arizona. Uh, I think it's going to be another low-scoring event. Uh, I think both teams are going to be a little bit more defensive without some of their key offensive weapons. Yeah. I was actually going to run and come to around that score, around 3-2 to two Arizona, if maybe even 3-1 to one Arizona. Hmm. Three to one would be interesting, um, especially after the Coyotes were beat eight to one to start the season. Like if they can hold the well, Blue Jackets be, to one, let's be that'd fair. Be and I'm like, and I don't want to knock on Carter Hutton, but Scott Wedgwood can play better than Carter Hutton. <laughs> sure, uh, I'm not going to throw all the blame on Carter Hutton for. Oh, it definitely was not. No, definitely wasn't all the blame on Carter Hutton, but. He was yeah. in there pretty much for the entire game. Yeah. Um. So, and I mean the game, the Coyotes just looked like a mess to start off the game. So like it was a whole mess, but still, say, let seven goals in, like dude, yeah. like the Coyotes did take um potentially up until last game to get their uh, stuff figured out. So like they they were a mess for most of it. Uh, I I just kind of hope that the last. The game against the Blues was kind of like the turning block because I'm tired of seeing just long stretches of losing. Like, I know yeah. the team's going to lose more than they win, but at least string together a couple of wins. That'd be fun. And I think yeah, they're going to... Just some excitement to end November. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going into American Thanksgiving. It'd be nice if, if there was like a, a nice you know reward for the fans for watching. Like, if you stuck with the team this long and you're not a media person being paid to watch games, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, people keep telling me on Twitter, they're like, it's been rough watching the Coyotes. I'm like, yeah, I know. I also watch the Coyotes. I know it's rough. Uh, what are you thankful for Thanksgiving? I am thankful for Bill Armstrong committing to the rebuild and, and forcing me to watch a terrible team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for Dylan Gunn for highlights on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, good times. times. Yes. Anyways, though, um, we have our scores. Both of us around three to two. I even say three to one is a possibility, but three to two is more likely, just because. Um, Columbus, because Columbus is still a decent team. I mean, they're not good, but they're still a decent team. Yeah. Um. So that's where that's where it will be at. Um. Be exciting to watch. Well. We'll have to we'll have to see. Um, be sure to stick around for our post game show. We will talk about um, everything that went down after tonight's game. So we will see how it all goes. So be sure to stick around. But that's good, it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. We're available everywhere. Get your podcast. Like, comment, subscribe if you're yet to already. Um, be sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, for Facebook, it's facebook.com/slash locked on coyotes. Don't forget to interact with us on social media, on Twitter, or at LO underscore Coyotes. I am at Robin Leonio. That is R-O-B-Y-N underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Interact with us. Ask us questions you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. (laughs) 
Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.